If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Natasha Williams and Ray Harris to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Natasha and Ray, welcome back to the show. Natasha, how have you been? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, uh, it's always good to... uh have a chat with two of my favorite people. All right. I'll take no. that. All right. That's high praise coming from you. All right, Ray, how about yourself, man? How you doing? I'm a little in shock. Can I get that in writing? Natasha? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely right. not. He has never complimented me. You hear me? No documentation. <laughs> Ramses, how you doing? I'm, I'm thriving, my friend. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, so uh, let's, let's get it. to it, man. I'm excited. All right. Uh, first up, This comes from the Black Information Network, of course. Earlier this week, Memphis authorities made the decision to release new footage of the tragic beating of Tyree Nichols, some of which includes disturbing conversations by the officers involved. Natasha, why don't you get us started with today's program? Tell us more about the story. And then, Ray, we're going to follow up with you. Yeah, I think that uh, this is just disturbing on so many levels. I mean, you know, just the fact that, uh, you know, it's black on black on black, you know, it's just disturbing you know in so 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 many ways and then just the fact that uh you have officers that are going to the home of this gentleman's mother you know and uh and and just proceeding to point out lie to this woman and tell her just that this 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 young man is is drinking and and on drugs and and when they know that this particular situation just spiraled out of control. You know, they know immediately that things just went off the rails and it's just, uh, it's just troubling. I mean, it, pretty much from the start, you know, they kind of know that things went out of control and uh, it, it's just, it, it's terrible. I mean, by, by this time, I think everyone who's involved knows that it got out of control pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, the cover up begins, you know, and uh, 
the fact that there are so many black faces involved is what's deeply troubling to me. Um, and uh, as a mother, you know, to uh, have this woman standing there, you know, parents standing there trying to wrap their minds around all the stuff that's going on, you know, it's uh, it's just deeply troubling. And to, and to have the whole backstory, you know, as she tries to wrap her mind around it and they're trying to piece together this story, you know, to give her these fabrications is just uh, unbelievable with the release of more information coming out and more information as they just try to, it, it just blows your mind how it comes together. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, let's get your thoughts. It regurgitates for me, uh, history. We can go all the way back to the, uh, central park five, uh, the brothers that endured so much torment in prison. Uh, all of this relates back to, police brutality in any form, whether it's against uh, any minority, uh, especially blacks. But um, it also points out that our support organizations like the SCLC, the uh, NAACP, these programs and organizations are needed now more than ever before, because mm -hmm. there's so many people that going against the monster a police brutality, and it takes an awful lot to deal with that from a legal standpoint, because the state will always be on law enforcement side until proven otherwise in a court of law. Yeah. And that's, as we've seen, and as we know all too well, easier said than done. You know, the thing about this that kind of jumps out to me, well, first off, with this additional footage, um, the officers, I'm, I'm not going to say their names just because I don't like to glorify people who do awful things. It's just a personal thing. But the officers were charged and pleaded not guilty uh, to civil rights violation in federal court and uh, second degree murder and other offenses in state court. And so, um, I mean, it's their right to plead not guilty, you know, but. I think that there's a part of us who have been indoctrinated by propaganda and by, you know, just really living in the United States of America that looks at police actions and know full well that the police will have some version of some story that will somehow, to some degree or another, justify what they did. And so a a not guilty plea seems, you know, par for the course. That's, you know, of course, they're right. And then when you examine the video and what was said in the video, and then you look at the not guilty verdict, it's like a little bit of a gut punch. It's like, ooh, that's it's like insult to injury almost. And, you know, another thing, uh, and Natasha, I think that you pointed this out that, you know, there were all these black faces involved. And, uh, you know, I, I personally hesitate to use the term black on black because I believe that that it has been co-opted over the years. But I, I know effectually what you what you're saying, because that that's exactly what we're looking at here. Um, but what I think that this shows me personally is that some of the solutions that have been put forth over the years in terms of. How do we deal with over-policing in our communities? How do we deal with a, with a criminal justice system that is biased against us at every single point uh, along the way? 
one of the things that is put forth is community policing, right? And some of the more, I'll, I'll be honest, radical facets of the, you know, the black power movement or the black lives matter movement or the, you know, whatever black, you know, um, far left, you know, movement uh, is taking place. Um, some of the more radical facets of that tend to look at things like community policing, like it's not enough. And this proves their point because the idea behind community policing is that we're going to have people who live in this community police this community. In other words, we'll have black people policing black people. They'll understand the cultural nuances. They'll understand, you know, the, just the goings on. They, they won't con conceivably they won't look at black people and think criminal. They'll look at black people and think people first. Right. And the same with brown communities and white communities, et cetera. The, you know, people will just have a better idea of how to approach uh, situations. Cultural context matters, right? So this is the idea behind um, this push for community policing, which in and of itself isn't bad. But again, as I mentioned, there are some more radical, um, if I'm being honest, uh, groups that say community policing is not going to work. Indeed, policing needs a rethink from the ground up and this is out out of this thinking is born concepts like defund the police and, and community reinvestment and things like that that really truthfully prevent the necessity of crime in the first place and i think that this example of course uh, is it, it it's a it's a feather in the cap of those people that think this way because as you see there are black people beating and taking the life like imagine the last few moments of tyree nichols life the last moments that he was drawing breath on this planet was experienced in horror and in agony. And he, there was no victims. He was just pummeled to death by police officers who were celebrating this. Right. And then, so when you rethink what is policing, what power do police have in this society and um, how much leeway do we give police time and again to continue to end the lives often enough of black and brown people, then you start to look at things like community policing, like, yeah, they might be right. That, that we really do need to really rethink policing and indeed how we approach police. And so that's more or less what I took from it. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a sad story all the way around And this, obviously this video only makes it sadder, but um, you know, we'll see if those uh, not guilty verdicts, uh, or please rather if they um, if they stick and these folks get off. So I'll keep watching. Moving on uh, in Florida, uh, the governor, Ron DeSantis, continues to wreak havoc on minority communities. And this time he's targeting transgender citizens with a round of reversals, stripping their rights. Ray, you covered the state of Florida for the Black Information Network. So tell us more about the story. And then, of course, Natasha will follow up with you. We're in election season. Mm -hmm. And we're also in uh, what we in the media call lawmaker season. Okay. Uh, this is where legislatures around the country and very in, in all the states consider laws that will be put on the books uh, for the residents of each state to follow. Uh, based on uh, my experience, California, Texas, Illinois, New York, and the Sunshine State, Florida, mm -hmm. they are very aggressive when it comes to putting new laws on the books. Mm. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis, a.k.a. 
former presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis, was very aggressive over the past two years in pushing uh, the Republican agenda and also his own agenda on um, uh, on the state of Florida. Uh, he has come under fire from civil rights organizations and uh, LGBTQ advocates who have been pushing back on his agenda. Equality Florida points out that there are 22 laws, 22 bills that are being considered in the, in the Florida legislature right now that will target uh, gay and lesbian communities. And uh, everyone is up in arms uh, about this and have been pushing back against the governor and his agenda from the start. Uh, just to give you a, a, a broad perspective, I won't go over all 22 bills, but just to give you a broad perspective of everything that's covered. It's it's it runs the gamut from from social equality to uh, um, personal health care. Mm. Uh, one bill, uh, it says you can't fly uh, LB, LB, LGBTQ uh, flag uh, on a government building or government property or a school or university. Um, it, they are really going after these uh, groups in, in more than one way. And I mentioned health care. They even want to restrict the procedures that doctors do in a medical setting, mm -hmm. or they want to restrict what can be done to a person's body in a medical setting. Uh, they're, they're throwing out laws uh, in effort to stop uh, anyone from uh, having certain procedures done uh, from a medical standpoint. Is, is so tremendous and uh, so demanding. They're even targeting uh, not only doctors, but health insurance companies that help cover uh, things like sex reassignment prescriptions or procedures. Uh, they are really uh, going after the transgender community and the transgender community is fighting back, but it's an uphill battle when you have a state that's uh, Republican dominated and they're really trying to push their agenda. And like I said uh, at the top of this podcast, this is the point where support organizations and groups are now more important than ever before to help these people speak up and protect their rights. Sure, sure. Natasha. Please and most on. recently, I guess one of the, the things that he's really targeted um, has been... Uh, trying to reverse a policy that allows Floridians to obtain driver's licenses that reflect their uh, gender identity. And uh, I guess it's, it's really important to them because as a transgender person, you want to carry a, a driver's license that reflects, you know, who you feel you are mm -hmm. and carrying that driver's license, you know, is very important to you. So if he reverses that, then you go out and you have a driver's license that reflects something that you feel you're not is uh you no know, it's hurtful mm -hmm. and so just recently he, that's one of the things that he has targeted governor ron DeSantis. and so you know you may have a passport that indicates that you are you know uh a male when you are as a transgender person portraying a male and you have 
uh, a driver's license that says you're a female when you are identifying as a male. So it's just a he's a, just come back out of this presidential campaign after quitting and just targeted, you know, gone into just, uh, you know, this, this role of I'm just going to jump right back into where I left off yeah. and target transgender people in a way that, uh, you know, it's just like both hands and feet. And I guess they are fighting back. They plan to fight back. But, um, you know, he's decided to just, you know, full throttle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the um, when I was checking this out, I, I, I was wondering why, you know, because they, they they typically don't just do things because they're mean. What happens is often they overlook how mean something might be so that they can accomplish something or change something to prevent them from being scared. This is kind of what I found is often true with a decidedly conservative agenda. And so what they suggested that the license regulation is for, that you you have to use the, the gender that you were assigned at birth, um, was to prevent fraud. And I thought, well, that's a little thin because I, I don't know many people who use that to, to commit fraud. And I know of so many other different types of fraud that really do have a real world effect on real people all the time that are way more prevalent than changing your sex from M to F or vice versa. Right. But this is their this is this is, you know, the, the pillar upon which they place this piece of legislation. Um, and I think that what it does is it ignores legitimate use cases for folks, as you mentioned, the passport, you know, folks who have decided that they would live a happier life with some revisions to, you know, what they were given at birth. Um, and to those folks, it's just as simple as, you know, I don't like my hair color. I want to wear contacts, um, makeup. Oh, I don't need this body part. And, and I know for the rest of us, that's a bigger leap, but for some folks, it's just like, well, this isn't who I, this isn't how I can express myself and be happy. Right. So one of the things that for me personally, I, I actually lived through is, um, once upon a time, I taught a class, believe it or not. You know, I got a master's degree. So, you know, a friend invited me to teach a class and cover for a semester or two. And I had the most fun. And one of my students, you know, I was reading the, the role, you know, the um, attendance at the beginning of the class. And, you know, I read the name Jennifer and no one said present. Of course, this is first day of class and everyone should be there. So I say, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. And then uh, a young man in the front says, I think that you're talking about me. I says, am I? He goes, um, well, this shouldn't be in your, in your role, in your attendance. Um, because I, I spoke to the folks at the attendance office and I told them that my name is now Connor and I've changed all my documentation to reflect that. Um, and, and then he says, I apologize to everyone in the class. This is not the first thing that I want anyone to know about me, but indeed, um, I, I am a transgender person and, and Connor was male presenting. I wouldn't have known otherwise, you know, had everything that a person would need to assume that this is a male. 
Um, and then, you know, after that, you know, um, as, as I did, you know, it's like, Hey, everybody in this class, you know, um, I'm a resource and you guys will be a resource to each other. And the rest of that semester, we all had a, we had a ball. Um, and that really kind of was relegated to the back of, I believe everyone's mind that Connor was born Jennifer because Connor was just Connor to us. And I couldn't imagine Connor, the kind human being that meant no harm to anyone and just was more comfortable presenting himself to the world in this way, um, representing a threat. And so when I talk about legitimate use cases for this, um, I don't know what folks are so afraid of with these, again, conservative agendas that are targeting trans people. It's such a small amount of human beings that have such a minimal impact, negative impact on society that you know, I just, I don't get it. And I don't know that I will, you know? Um, in fact, I, I believe that when I look at the plight of black people, it more closely aligns with that of transgender people than not. And so it boggles my mind even further when there are black people who are anti-trans and anti-LGBTQIA plus, because we've been a marginalized people since forever in this country. And so um, I hope that Ron DeSantis is relegated to the dustbin of history and all of his evil <laughs> uh, laws and, and all the other things that he's imposing on the state of Florida uh, is overturned in due time. So we got to leave that there for now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Black Information Network news anchors Natasha Williams and Ray Harris are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, moving on. In San Francisco, while most of the city is focused on rooting for the 49ers as they make preparations to head to the Super Bowl, it appears that the owner of the city's baseball team is making news as it was revealed, excuse me, that he's got an agenda against critical race theory. Natasha, you covered the San Francisco market for the BIN, so tell us more about this story, and then Ray, of course, will follow up with you. That's right. The 91-year-old billionaire, Charles V. Johnson, uh, has uh, donated money to uh, suppress critical race theory. Uh-huh. Um, he has, a, it's not a first for him. Um, he has donated to these causes for quite some time. Um, but uh, I guess his donation to 1776 um, is what we're talking about. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a continuance. You know, it, it's something that... Uh, very conservative folks have continued to do. They do not want history <laughs> to be taught. Mm-hmm. They want history to be suppressed. They want, uh, I guess, uh, various uh, white people to feel comfortable. Um, and uh, I guess teaching critical race theory, teaching history, um, you know, I guess makes them feel uncomfortable. And so I guess in a way of, you know, this particular gentleman uh, wants them to uh, feel comfortable by, uh, I guess, re- you know, I guess he's, he's right. Re- what he wants to do is he wants anyone who finds that these people are teaching critical race theory and teaching various things that uh, would educate one about slavery and would educate one about um, race and some of the, the uh, transgressions that happened to various groups. He wants them to be uh, <laughs> found and uh discovered and so his donation is is a way of uh helping others discover them mm-hmm. so that's what this billionaire has done with his money so yeah that's how we spend our money that's what we do we uh use our money to uh help discover those who are uh, giving us uh information and it's uh just another way that uh we waste money and uh it's really sad. I mean, I don't know. 91 years old, and that's how we're living our life. It, sure. I, I can't even begin to understand, you know, in a very progressive state like uh, California, <laughs> that's how uh, this gentleman is spending his money. But then I, I want to point out that he spends a lot of his time in Florida. <laughs> that needs well, to be pointed out. <laughs> you know, yeah, there right. we go. Uh, Ray, let's get you to weigh in, man. Even the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, has chimed in, and uh, she's totally against uh, such such an heinous idea or, or proposal that's being considered. And and Natasha's right. This is a spinoff of what Ron DeSantis has been uh, trying to do in the state of Florida by restricting uh, educational books and uh, books that uh, reference the truth about history 
in the state of Florida. He's trying to uh, keep all of that out of the classroom and out of uh, any type of uh, public meetings. But going back to uh, San Francisco, we're talking about a state funded, a city funded stadium that a baseball team plays in and its owner is expressing his views upon everyone and trying to impose basically his will and what his 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 thinking is on the general public and that's why uh the mayor has stepped in and said hey we we can't accept this 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 definitely goes over the line of um you know trying to teach uh equality and basic civil rights for all californians and floridians uh for that matter sure so i want to make sure that i point this out um and this this comes from the article here um and it's from sfgate.com so this is their own words but it says until recently critical race theory was typically used to describe a framework for legal analysts taught in law schools However, over the last few years, the theory has become weaponized into an umbrella term that's used primarily by conservative lawmakers and activists to describe almost any classroom subjects dealing with race, uh, primarily, and this is me now, primarily American history. Uh, they feel so afraid of teaching American history fully to students because I believe they themselves are ashamed of it. And as you mentioned, they themselves feel like it results in indoctrination, hatred against the country and, you know, the white children in particular being uncomfortable. Right. Um, and then to your point, Natasha, when you were talking about, a, you know, this guy is a 91 year old billionaire, you know, billionaire money moves different. You know, uh, it, it's 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 easy to see a person with that much money espousing more conservative ideals. Uh, typically, people with a lot of money want to keep it and get more of it, right? And uh, a conservative agenda has all often enough, well, let's say always, lends itself to <laughs> um, achieving that. And this is why you get a lot of, you know, wealthy people um, supporting a person like Trump, even though Trump is not really a person that represents their interest beyond just, you know, their fiscal interests. Um, but I do want to mention something that I thought was really cool because I read a story, this might've been yesterday about Mark Cuban, who is another billionaire, perhaps a more famous billionaire. Um, Mark Cuban was in the news for breaking some of the newer rules with his DEI initiatives. And I feel like he is a true ally. He's doing things that he's elevating black people. He's really supporting, you know, black people during this time. And with a name like that and, and the business acumen that, that people think of when we think of a person like Mark Cuban, um, with him saying, hey, this is not only good for the people, this is good for my business. I think that that's something that certainly counters this measly $5,000 donation that this billionaire made to a group that is looking to um, eliminate the teaching of quote unquote critical race theory or better said American history in the classroom. So um, 
so yeah while we're here let's let's give a quick shout out to uh, mark cuban that's the billionaire that's on our side and i take him over this other guy any day of the week moving on <laughs> finally we're going to close out today's program with another story that is covered on the black information network of apparent police abuse caught on body cam in the city of this year's super bowl las vegas so ray why don't you give us the latest on this story and then natasha will follow up with you okay school districts around the country have been scrutinized uh over the years, the way they uh, treat students in school, and there have been various incidents. This is one that falls under that category. Um, last year, uh, there was a report on a uh, at Durango High School in Las Vegas that there was a gun on campus. Um, the very next day, students were walking home from school, and uh, several police officers confronted. Uh, some students of color uh, in reference to uh, a weapon. Uh, one of the officers claimed that he saw a student with a weapon. Um, the students started recording the incident as it escalated because the officer, they felt that they were being disrespected by the officer and he was trying to um, arrest one of the students who was not complying and getting out of the road and going home. Uh, the, the officer felt that uh, the student um, was causing uh, additional trouble, which the incident escalated and several students ended up being arrested. Now, the students recorded this incident and uh, submitted all of these uh, videos to the media and also to the school district. It was just recently, Ramses, that the uh, Clark County School District released the body cam footage from their police officers in reference to this situation. And it shows a officer with his knees in the back of a black male student. Mm -hmm. By the way, the, all of the students were unarmed. There was never a weapon found. But it just showed the disturbing video of an officer with his knee in the back of a teenager who's face down near the curb of a street. And it's, it, it's very disturbing. The school district stands behind the peace police officer. I will not say his name. We don't want to gl glorify him. And plus this is a uh, ongoing investigation, but I'll, I'll reference to him as the officer. But he's been cleared and supported by the uh, Clark County School District in reference to this situation. Uh, the school district recently released a um, statement saying that the reason why they released the video under Nevada law, they're required to protect the identity and the safety of minors and the rights of the police officers. Um, but they felt that the officers upheld the law. And uh, they stand behind the officers in reference to the event that happened just out, outside of uh, Durango High School. So it's, it's, a, you know, it's another situation where you have uh, police officers in schools, which uh, many people question. And this is yet another incident of um, escalated violence on or near a school campus involving teens, students, and police officers. Got it. Okay.
Well, Natasha, any final words to close us out today? Well, the ACLU is uh, actively involved in this case, and they should be because uh, students have a right to walk down the sidewalk. Students have a right to videotape. And, you know, just because the officer says, you know, you have to stop and you, you have to you have a right to walk down the sidewalk. And, and that was just the whole thing. I mean, he was like, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? They weren't doing anything. You know, they weren't doing anything. And he tried to basically make them, you know, stop walking and stop shooting, you know, their their cameras. And he was just dead wrong. I mean, he just basically pulled a couple kids. Um, he abused his power and it, it just wasn't right. And it was all caught on camera. And I think when it all shakes out, It'll show that there was an absolute abuse of power. It shows that was an absolute abuse of power and just another indication of just how far some police officers go, you know, and these kids were just, you know, abused for no reason. Well, uh, I real think quickly, Rams, just a footnote to that. What's that? The officer remains on the job. Mm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you already know what I would say. So. I don't think I need to say it. I think you both covered it pretty well. So we'll leave it right there. Um, of course, we'll continue to keep our ears perked for any new developments in these and all the rest of the stories. As always, I'd like to thank you both for coming on and sharing your thoughts and sharing these stories with us. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors Natasha Williams and Ray Harris. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us this weekend for another episode of Civic Cypher on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.